Welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Lola Dolce Vita Show, where I am your fearless guide, and this show is all about breaking through you know, some of the limiting beliefs that you have when it comes to business, your career, or any area of your life. And I'm really excited to bring on my guest today, uh, Roberta Shaler. Uh, and she, you know, it's really interesting because I was reading her, her bio. And she has a PhD, and she is called the Relationship Help Doctor, who provides urgent and ongoing care for relationships in crisis. Roberta, where were you when I needed you <laughs> during my no, tough you, time? I hear that so frequently. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so true. I think your work is so important on, you know, one of, in, in your mission, it says that uh, you're here to help people to stop tolerating abuse. And I really see this, especially for women, we tend to stay in relationships and tolerate certain situations. So I know we're going to be talking about this and how it ties into your business and life. And, uh, you know, she's the author. Now, this is really impressive, too. She's the author of 16 books, um, which I thought was pretty extraordinary. And you can also check out, and I'll put this, I'll put her a complete bio in the show notes, um, but you can check out her YouTube channel for Relationship Help. And she's reached over 200,000 views. So that's pretty uh, impressive. So Roberta, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be your guest, Heather. Absolutely. Now let's dive into the topic because as I mentioned before, you know, it's just like this work is so important. Um, that, that you do. And before we dive into the topic, I always want to know what inspired you to create this mission? Well, I don't think I created it. I think it kind of rose up and demanded. <laughs> I think it's more of a calling than anything, uh, but I do call it a mission. Um, certainly, I have the background of, as far as educationally to help people with all these things, but it's because I experienced them all that makes me particularly effective. I was raised by parents who had difficulties. I therefore married someone who was difficult. I co-parented. You know, all of the pieces of this puzzle, I've walked as well as had the experience of going to someone, and this is key for the women in your area, for all women and men, because it happens equally between men and women, is that when you're in a relationship with the hijackal, that we'll, we'll talk about that's my word for these particularly difficult people, and you go to tell somebody about it, if they know that person, they often won't believe you. And they'll say, you have a problem. Because hijackals paint a public picture of perfection, and at home they create a private place of pain. 
So knowing this from the moment I drew breath, I was in a unique position and am in a unique position to help people. Hmm. Yeah, that, that is a powerful story. You know, you've gone through some things yourself. So what are some of the signs that women need to look for? Because, you know, I work with women that are very successful and my story, when I, when I talk about my story is mm -hmm. that I've been disempowered in the areas of, of money and men. And so I realized like I couldn't see outside of myself when I was going through these situations. So even like a very intellectual woman, they, they still have challenges kind of spotting the the signs, right? So, so what are some of the signs that, that you can share that women really need to, to sure. look at? Well, I'll happily share signs, but I'll just comment on something you said, Heather. Um, hijackal men look for women of two kinds. One's the ones that are obviously able to be uh, dominated and controlled, but then they also love a challenge. They like to see a very successful woman and then see where her vulnerabilities are and play on them. So just just know that there are two kinds of people who really appeal to hijackals. Um, so one of the things is you'll notice right off the beginning, if you're awake, and most of us aren't because in the beginning, we're all sweetness and light and unicorns and rainbows. We think it's going to be wonderful. We're all happy. We've got a prospect. Maybe this is it. And, and so you won't notice these red flags because you're wearing your rose-colored glasses. So I hope after today, you'll whip those rose-colored glasses off, even though you don't want to, and have a good look. Here's what you should be looking for. Someone who always has to win. Whether you're talking about some subject in the news, whether you're talking about where to go for dinner, what you'd like to do with the rest of your life, it's going to be about the hijackal. They are going to have to win. And they are devious, Heather, because they will, to win in the moment, say or do anything. So a hijackal will say black is white if they need to say that to win. And 20 minutes later, they will say black is red if they need that to win. And when you point out 20 minutes ago, you said black is white, they won't take responsibility for it. They'll say, you don't listen very well, do you? Big deal that they have to win, right? The flip side of that then is everything is your fault. Somehow it always comes around to if you'd only been better or different or wiser or whatever, we wouldn't be in this situation. Hijackals never take responsibility for themselves and they're never accountable. Also, you'll notice that they do something we call black or white thinking, all or nothing thinking. One minute you are the love of their life. Blink in the wrong way and you're the scum of the earth. There's no space between the two. Either I'm all in and I love you, or I cannot stand you and I don't know why I put up with you. So there's a few. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, as you were going through all those, I was uh, kind of backtracking to some of my relationships and those were definite signs, although I could not see it in the moment. That's why yeah. when I was going through those relationships, uh, it, it was so important for me to get some help because you can be very smart, but at the same time, if, if you're not really understanding that, you know, this is kind of, this is definitely manipulation, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And if you've had a parent who behaved this way, you will naturally become what I call hijackal bait. You're just sitting there waiting for one. They can spot you because you've already been trained and groomed by your hijackal parent. And you may not even be aware of that for a moment. So yes, it's a really good idea to get help as soon as you realize something's going sideways here. Maybe I don't know quite what it is, but it doesn't feel right. Let me check it out. Hmm. You know, and one of the things that I always tell women to look at is, you know, how are you feeling in your body when mm -hmm. someone is acting that way? Can you speak to that? Like, like really getting in tune with sure. your, emotions I, and your physical body? I mean, men and women both have intuition, but women, because this is your audience, we know, we know immediately when something is off or wrong or whatever. But if we are well practiced from having a hijackal parent, we shut down that knowing. We don't listen very well. So I always invite people to start noticing immediately when something changes in their body. Maybe we have the traditional, you know, hairs on the back of your neck stand up, but maybe you get a little dig in your side or maybe you tense or maybe you start breathing shallowly or holding your breath or maybe you feel a little pullback startle response when someone says something take note of those things that's your radar working for you and don't argue with it don't say no 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 i'm really i really want this to work because down the road you'll be so sorry you didn't listen so Definitely understand that. And if you find that your overall stress level goes up, generally, since this person's in your life, notice that too. Because here's a statistic, Heather, that's kind of shocking. There's a wonderful man who does a lot of work, Dr. Gabar Mate in Canada, and he does a lot of research. And he found out that when a woman has two things going on in her life, she is in a difficult relationship and she's experiencing chronic stress and anxiety, when those two things are present, there is a nine times more likely for her to get breast cancer. Now, you cannot live in chronic stress and anxiety and not think something's going to break down in your body. Right? You know, maybe you're 22 and you think you're invincible and maybe you'll get away with it, but you won't get away with that at 42. Right? So it's very important to start listening carefully when your body gives you messages that says, mm, don't think that's all right. Oh, that sounds a little off. Start paying attention. Mm, I glad, I'm glad that you mentioned that about uh, women and the correlation to breast cancer because I've studied a lot about epigenetics and understanding that if we're not taking care of our emotions, then that can literally trigger dis-ease in, in our body. So let's talk about the other areas of a woman's life. So when you're working with, with clients, how do you also see that uh, being impacted in, in her work? Well, there are hijackals in the workplace too, so let's always remember that. And if we're attracting them in our personal life, we'll attract them in our work life. But then we may not be doing the attracting. They may be attracted to us. We didn't welcome them, but here they are. So it's very important to do your own work, to know who you are, to know what your values are, to know what your vision for your life is, and to trust yourself. 
to recognize when somebody says something that's a little bit off that you stop you take a breath and you say tell me more about that i'm kind of interested in that piece there get them to put words around things because don't go with that well i'll store that for future uh, conversation or i think i know what they mean always ask because in the workplace we depend on that level of communication we depend on it even more at home but at work we got to take that skill there too so that we're clear we want to be clear we don't you know we have a tendency to let things slide right you know like oh that sounds a little off but it's not that far off so i'll let it go and then the next time it's a little more off and then you'd feel like maybe i shouldn't say anything because i let it slide so long now we start thinking maybe it's my fault learn to be proactive learn to just lean in and ask one or two more questions oh, oh you know that that's a new idea to me tell me more about that or when did you start thinking that or tell me again why you think that that's our best next step just ask questions that enrich the conversation in the moment don't let them slide till the conversation has too many assumptions in it because that will constantly be the mo of a hijackal is to hope you're going to let things slide mm, yeah those are some good tips because i find all too often especially women they're afraid to stand in their power and speak up in the in the workplace so i i think they can take those uh, strategies and be able to use them and also, you know, uh, manage their own energy and not get so triggered with what you were saying, you know, the, the hijackals. I love that word. <laughs> well, let me just add to that because it's, when, when we hear sometimes the word speak up in the workplace, we sometimes have a little trepidation. Let's think about this, that it, it's the difference between being assertive and aggressive. Speaking up is assertive and it comes from knowing who you are and knowing that you have the right to take up space and draw breath but there's a way to do it and I read about this in my book Kaizen for couples strangely enough because that's where we need the primary communication techniques that work everywhere in our life um, but take a moment and be very, very clear about what are your values? What's your vision for your life? What are your beliefs? What is your best next steps or challenges or goals or purpose? And, and then speak to speak from that place. And assertiveness sounds like saying, I'm confused. You always talk about yourself, not about other humans. That's what you'll learn in the personal weather report in Kaizen for couples. So you just say, I'm a little confused. I need a little clarity around this. Could you provide that for me? So that you are extending the conversation and you're not allowing any assumptions to be made, but you're taking responsibility for what it is you need to know. So you can be assertive because then you can say, well, you know what works for me is this um, because this doesn't work for me. So you assertively then knowing who you are can say, Mm, that doesn't work for me so well, but if we could do it this way, that would be great. Do you think we could make any agreement about that? So you contributed to the relationship. You're clear what you prefer. So in the workplace, that works really well because you're just talking about yourself. You're not making anybody wrong, but you're speaking up and you know you have the right to take up space and draw breath and you have the right to speak about yourself. 
So it's not about speaking up and you know saying something that puts the whole room off. It is speaking up and speaking about yourself in relationship to the topic. And that'll mm. really help. I love it. I love it. That that is really helpful. Now let, let let's switch and let's talk back or go back to relationships because you gave us some great information on how let's just say we're talking about uh, the the men hijackles uh, and a woman being in a relationship where she knows she's not you know she's not aligned you know with this guy especially with her values, but how do you know like? How do you break through that fear? Because a lot of women have a hard time. They know they shouldn't be in that relationship, yet they stay in that relationship and things are starting to, to snowball. Yes. Well, we have a little hardwiring problem being female. <laughs> uh, that, that comes from the fact that we're built to nurture. And so we go the extra mile to nurture someone. Oh, maybe they need more love. Maybe they need more understanding. If only I'm more patient, more kind, more compassionate, they'll change. You know, I can just nurture them out of this. No, you cannot nurture them out of this. This is their food. You start nurturing them and they're just gobbling it up and wanting more. And meanwhile, you're getting depleted. So you have to go against your nature a little bit and recognize, I need to nurture me, not them. I need to take care of me, not them. And you have to switch that, right? That's our natural thing to do, is to think that we can nurture someone into believing they're loved, and then they'll relax and they'll behave better. No, if you're with a hijackal, that will never happen. You're just feeding the bear. You don't want to feed it, and you don't want to poke it. <laughs> mm, yeah, absolutely. No, it, it makes sense to take care of your needs first, not focus on them, because it's it's really challenging trying to change someone, especially if they're not aware of you know the behavior that that they're doing, and right. it's their program. So, right, and and you know we want to be good people. We're raised to be good people, most of us, and so we want to give second chances and extra miles and all that kind of thing because that's what we'd like if somebody were doing a relationship with us. However, once you see the red flags, and I do have a free ebook called How to Spot a Hijackal. So if you're wondering if you're with one, you can get that free ebook at hijackals.com. And the way you spell my trademarked word is hijackals.com. Okay. So once you recognize you're with one, all right, then the strategies change. This is not someone to keep feeding because they'll take all you have and more and ask you to get out your emotional credit card. <laughs> and you can't do that. You know, you, you can't do that and, and love yourself at the same time. Mm. But just remember that we're hardwired by that. Thanks, Mother Nature. Yes, we take care of our young. If we're healthy, we take care of our young. And, and we want to do that. That's naturally built into us. But that taking care of is something that hijackers prey on. They want you to start taking care of them. And that means doing what they want, behaving in the ways that they want, taking their guff, uh, allowing ourselves to be belittled or degraded or discounted or dismissed, and definitely devalued. And as soon as that starts in, you've got to pull yourself up to your full height and say, no, thanks. Oh, that's not going to go. That's not going to fly. 
I deserve respect. Absolutely. You know, it really goes back to, like you were saying, knowing yourself, loving and respecting yourself enough to say, this is not a good situation for me. So I'm just kind of curious because I am sure you have worked with a, a lot of different situations. Um, what are some of the most like really big situations you've worked with with women in these cases with the hijackals? Like what happened and how did it resolve itself? Well, I can give you best case scenario and worst case scenario. And I'll give you the worst so that you're left with the best. Mm. I was working with a woman who had been separated and divorced from her husband for four years, had two children, and he kept taking her to court and taking her to court for more custody. You know, he'd try to make out she was an unfit mother. He would do everything he could. And she came to see me and she said, how do I do this? She came with her new partner. She said, we're, you know, we're just at our wits end. And I was explaining to her that he doesn't care about the children. That's not what she's going to court for. That's not why he's taking her to court. He just wants power over her, the power to win, the power to be right. And she said, oh, no, he must care about the children. No, he doesn't. So the sad story is that um, I opened the newspaper one day and he'd walked into where she worked, shot her between the eyes and killed himself. That's how much he cared about the children. He orphaned them. It wow. was all about the win. So on the plus side, because that's not not the usual way it goes, but it's the too frequent way it goes, because you can go on the internet at any time and see how many people are killed by domestic violence. So on the plus side, I've worked with women. Of course, I work with men and women, but women in particular are our issue today, um, where they've been in a relationship with maybe four or five of these people. That's very, very common. And then finally, they say, I think I'm with another one. And they come and we talk. And I work by video conferencing. So I know this is common to women around the world and to men too, because I have clients in many, many countries, and they're all experiencing the same thing. And so when someone recognizes what's going on, then they've got a big job to do because a hijackal has their tentacles dug in you. And you're hurting all the time and hurting more and more. And what you need is the support to slowly understand what it takes to pull each one of them off and pry it off. And in the prying it off, you are getting stronger and more capable and more competent and confident. And so I've had many times where, difficult though it was, through really good preparation, we were able to get the woman out of the house with her assets intact. There's a big thing that I talk about a lot, Heather, which is unless there's sexual or physical abuse, don't go running out with nothing and say, oh, at least I'm out. No, be wise. First of all, do your own work. Work with someone like me. Get ready. Then make the decision if you're, you know, first of all, learn some strategies about yourself, try them out. Learn some strategies and skills with the hijackal, try them out, see what changes, if anything changes, how you deal with the children. You know, you're empowering yourself, you're getting more skills. Then if you make the decision to go, you need to prepare. You need to prepare so carefully. You need to prepare your finances. I've had situations where a woman thought her name was on the house, but the hijackal had conned some young thing at the bank into saying, 
you know, my wife is so ill, she can't come in, she can't even sign her own name, but she wants to make sure the house is, is free, you know, if she passes. And we had to get the house back in her name. Every asset, everything in place, every plan for what's going to happen, money set aside. And then after you get out, we've got to have the right attorney. We've got to know how to have the right attorney, how to interview an attorney, how to work with that attorney, how to keep all your notes and your documentation. There's so many pieces of it. And then what to say and do in court and how to respond to what happens and how to co-parent. And on and on it goes, because being with a hijackal is the gift that keeps on giving. They love to have supply. That's what we call it when they have power over anyone. And so you may be free of them for a while, but then somebody dumps them and they circle back around. And all of a sudden they're love bombing you again and saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I made such a mess of it, but I've changed. I've changed. I'm transformed. You know, every week I have a YouTube um, live stream on Monday nights at six o'clock Pacific. And last night one woman was saying, my ex came back and he, told me he was transformed and he had three flying monkeys those are the people who support hijackals uh, who said yes he's changed what should I do I said nothing just say you know nothing just let it go she said well what if he has transformed see we're hooked on hope they're not going to change they're not going to change, but they're going to pretend that they've changed. They're going to indicate that they've changed. They will tell you that they've changed because you're hooked on hope that that person you first met is the real person. That one who loved you, that knew you so well, that took such good care of you. That's only something they can sustain for a short while, but you're hooked. You think they'll come back. So even after you've left them and you've done all these wonderful things and they go, Oh, I've changed. I'm sorry. That hook magically appears and wants to drag you back. And so we had a great conversation last night about how that's true and it can't happen. <laughs> mm, what a powerful conversation. And I like the fact that you were talking about having a strategy. I think a lot of women, they, they don't really think that through and they just kind of leave in a frenzy. So I, I really appreciate yes. Uh, you, you mentioning that, I think it's so important. Um, are there any final thoughts before we wrap this up today? And um, we're going to put everything in the show notes so people can download your free ebook as well. I think the most important thing is to be able to look in the mirror every morning and say to yourself, you matter. You know, when we come from understanding that we matter and that we must matter to ourselves, then we don't let other people treat us poorly. But if we don't think we matter, if we're always putting other people ahead of ourselves and what they think and what they want and what they need and what they say and believing other people, we will always be in that place of less. So learn to get to that place of confidence and competence and joy where you really understand that you matter. You don't matter more than other humans, but you matter. And you have to demonstrate that to yourself by everything you do and say every day. Mm, I love that. Roberta, thank you so much for your work and in, in your mission and vision. It's so important. Well, thank you, Heather. It's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm glad you're bringing these great ideas to everybody. And if this touches somebody's heart, I'm happy to work with you. 
from wherever you are because this is the moment that you need to make a change. Mm, my, my pleasure. And for everyone that's either watching this or listening to this, just go to the show notes and you can learn more about Roberta's work. You can download her free ebook and connect with her. Until next time, this is Heather Pickin and live fearlessly. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpicken.com. And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com. Dot com.